PKN311. Oh, we didn't say Taylor's not going to make today's show. He had a family emergency. Yeah. Cover it there. Um, oh, are, are we recording right now? Or is yeah, we recording? are. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, has he put anything out? No. All right. Well, think um, sad, not scandal. There's nothing juicy here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was. I just found out about it maybe today, I think. They're, uh, they're doing this big Rust tournament on Twitch to raise money for uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they've got like 50 teams, just under 50 teams of creators. And so like it's three, it's three man teams and they have this really interesting tournament, um, way of doing a tournament. And, uh, for us, everybody's on the same map. And for a certain period of time, there's like a farming phase where nobody can, uh, like attack each other. And then they go into a PVP phase for a long period of time. And then they go into a time when raiding is allowed. So what would these times be? Would this be like a week long tournament? No, I think it's a day. Single day. day. All right. So I think it is. I'm not sure though. I've only I I just discovered like the video of the last tournament like literally 20 minutes ago, and I was skimming through it a minute ago. Yeah, you need some good rules because Rust doesn't lend itself to tournament style very much. I almost want it to be longer than a day. I want there to be an endurance aspect to it. Like maybe if every phase was a day. Then three days in, I have tired, exhausted, amphetamine lace competitors (laughs) (laughs) raiding each other's bases. Yeah. um, um, Pastilli is is leading a team. He's got, uh, I didn't know the other guy, the third guy that's with him, but his second guy is Beachills, who is one of my favorite uh, content creators from Rust. He's, uh, he, he what he does a lot. He's really good at PvP, but um, the thing he's best known for is uh, going deep on people, which is where you catch somebody sort of unawares, and you jump in the airlock of their base, and you catch them making a mistake with ha- with the order in which they open and close their doors, and you just go right into their base early in the game and kill them, chop up their sleeping bags, and now you own their base. Like like he doesn't. It, it's primitive. It's a primitive style of raiding that requires like super aggression. Can you explain something to me? So let's say I attempted to go deep on you, right? But Mm. you still own the base. There's something about building rights and rust that I don't fully get. So I could be in your base, but still be kind of, I could be trapped in your base. How does that work? So there is a thing called a tool cupboard or a TC as it's, as it's called inside your base. And, um, when I put that down, that gives me building privilege throughout a big diameter, like a circular diameter, and no one else can build solid structures or place anything within that diameter. And it also gives me control over things like the shotgun traps, the, the automated shotgun traps that are inside the base. They won't trigger against me or anyone else who has clicked authorize on that tool cupboard. Once your whole team is authorized on it, you put a lock on it so that someone can't just run in and like clear the authorization, add themselves, and put their own lock on it. And they're they're kind of tough to break. Like there's various ways of destroying one. Fire's the best way. Uh, fire arrows, fire shock, fire bullets, etc. But if you're just hitting it with an axe, it probably takes five, ten minutes, and like eight different axes of durability to get it done. Jackhammer. So what you? How does that? Jackhammer doesn't work good against that sort of thing in particular. It works good against stone. Explosives. Explosives would work great. One satchel charge, charge would break it. One rocket. One anything greater than a satchel charge, just one of them will. Bean can grenades. But the Really, the go-to is usually a shotgun with incendiary shells because you can just run in, boom, 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 and then sort of turn and keep defending the base because uh, they're they their spawn points are sleeping bags they've got placed and they're going to pop up around you and try to close more doors on you or kill you potentially. So once you have their tool cupboard destroyed, 
you can place your own tool, tool cupboard. And this is, of course, if the tool cupboard is locked. If they don't lock their tool cupboard, you can run over there, clear authorization, like I said before, add yourself, place your lock, and now you own every, everything in the base. The doors still don't work for you, though. So if they didn't leave their doors open, you have to pick the walls, like literally with a pick, from the inside. But materials and rust have a soft side and a hard side. If you tried to pick your, your way into a base on the hard side, it's just not going to happen. Like, like, I don't know what the number is, but maybe it takes three hours to do. If you're, if you're in one place for three hours going ping, 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 someone's just going to shoot you in the back and it's going to be over. It, it doesn't work. And you could repair too, right? They can't repair while, um, like within 30 or 45 seconds after the last bit of damage was done mm. to a surface. So that's why a lot of times when people start raiding, before they start shooting their rockets against, say, a stone base, they'll take a machine gun and like shoot all the walls so that no one from the inside can upgrade those walls from stone to metal or armored uh, before they figure out exactly which wall they want to blow up with their explosives. Do you think Bastilli can win? So I don't, no. I don't know much about Russ, but he thinks he put together a dream team. Mm-hmm. He has a good team. But these are, if it were eight man teams and Pastilli was one eighth of the team, then sure. Yeah. If you get seven of the best guys and one guy who's kind of an amateur, they can definitely win. But when he's one third of the team and every time he goes down, now they're at 60% strength, 66% strength or whatever. I don't know. I don't think so. So you think Pastilli's kind so. of an amateur at this point in his rest career? Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I watched yeah, him raid. Like, like the guys he's playing against have like thousands and thousands of hours, and I don't know how many he has, but I've got like I got just over a thousand, maybe mm -hmm. fifteen hundred, and I'm and of course there's a there's just a PvP skill that g comes into play. Like maybe somebody's got two hundred hours and they're just way better than me at like twelve hundred, but Pastilli isn't that guy. I've seen him play. Um, he's not as good. Like recoil control in the AK is a really difficult thing to do. Uh, it's one of the harder recoils of any game. It's um, it's harder than Counter Strike. It's way harder than any of the like popular games like Tarkov or Call of Duty or anything like that, where you just drag straight down for the most part. It's a zigzag pattern that goes straight up, and it is wild. <laughs> and if you're if you're good at it, you're so overpowered. Like people die at such a fast rate that they can't turn around, they can't react, they just melt, and they're instantly dead. And the way the spawn points work in that game, you know, it's your bag or a random spawn point and the way you're at such a disadvantage as a naked guy versus a geared guy as far as like how many bullets it takes to kill you. You know, a sniper rifle will one tap you if you're naked, but you got to hit it. But even a headshot won't kill you if you're geared. So it's it's a big difference. And the way this tournament's structured, if, you know, I just watched the video quickly, but mm -hmm. that there are these phases of farm, fight, raid, that's not conducive for him either because so many of these guys know how to run the monuments so well and uh, and farm very quickly and efficiently. And there's 50 teams. I'm not saying he's going to get skunked or anything. They're probably better than the bottom 15% of teams. But, I mean, because Beachills is an amazing player. He's very good. I, I was watching Beachills on, on an unrelated note earlier today. Like, I, I really like his shit, but I don't know. I don't think he's got a chance. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so I'm... Um... I've never played Rust, but I've watched quite a bit of it, mm -hmm. which makes me know just, you know, a little bit. And I'm watching Pastilli Ray, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he knows stuff. He's hitting the corners, so he gets, like, splash damage on the other walls. Um, he was playing, he had a, a bunch of nakeds, like, you know, randoms that enjoy his stream help him raid. 
And I'm watching them struggle with parkour in a really big way. And Pastilli, on the other hand, is just pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, oh. He, he clearly distinguished himself on the way that he moved around a base in a way that the other people he was with didn't. And I'm like, it just gave me the impression he was good, but I don't have a, you know, I don't play it. So I just, I saw the opposite, honestly. Like, like I hmm. think he's good at hopping from one thing to another, probably better than the average human being just in, in general. I think a lot of those people just bought the game to come fuck around with him. Um, but like, he didn't know how to place twig and he didn't know like the rules behind placing twig. Um, this is building a base. No, it's raiding a base. You can place some. Oh. Um, so even within someone else's building privilege, you can build the first stage of structures, which is twig. Mm-hmm. It goes twig, wood, stone, metal, armor. And um, you can place twig on their base so that you can sort of parkour up on top of it or peek in their windows and, or, or like uh, there's a lot of things you can do with that. You can build just outside of their walls if they have walls and sort of hop over into their compound and get up to all sorts of hijinks. And, you know, he didn't know the rules behind that, which is fine. But I, it just goes to the, my point that, he, you know, he's still a rather amateur. Um, right. He's an Rust expert player. gamer new at Rust. Yeah. Yeah. Expert gamer, but very new at Rust. You know that it, he doesn't know some stuff that you would learn on your first wipe, I guess I'd say. Hmm. Well, OK. Be fun to watch. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it because they do that thing where like the announcers seems like H June is hosting the tournament, which is kind of disappointing because he is the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> I really want to see him fucking play. Uh, I think he's got like 12,000 hours in this game. It's, mm. it's absurd. Uh, but the, you know, they're doing that thing where they fly around um, as, uh, as moderators and they can go anywhere and they can see everybody's name tags above them uh, from a distance. And- is secrecy a big element in rust? It's a huge element in Rust. Um, so uh, I'm sure they won't show map coordinates, but if anyone's stream sniping, like like they will get some information that you wouldn't want them to have. I would think that they wouldn't go inside of bases unless they're, mm. it's like the base is being raided. Like there's no way they're going to show you the inside of someone's base. Right, because knowing the... The location of the tool cupboard. The location of the tool cupboard and even the style of construction that they used is helpful for raiding it. Sure. Yeah. Because um, there's generally two or three ways to go about raiding a base. You can go through the doors, like one door after another, destroying them as you go in. Or you can go through the walls or you can go from the top down through the ceiling. That's right. Pretty and I'd like to way. know if you're honeycombing this thing or not. Or if, you know, like they're maybe, yeah. maybe in an expert you would have you know you'd be able to imply it but yeah anyway not imply infer it but uh uh, in any case yeah so i I can totally see that people get mad when i bring up minecraft but if i were to show you how if you were to show me how a base was constructed what to expect as i work my way through the walls then that would tell me which resources to bring and how to construct my attacking for sure yeah there's a there's a complex equation for not equation but um you know there's there are tables of like like if you're blowing through a door there are more efficient ways to get through various surfaces because there's like five or six or seven different kinds of explosives so you mix and match them together to get the most efficient thing but there's also expediency to be considered you know it may be cheaper to shoot three rockets at a surface and then use 15 rounds of explosive ammo, but it's a hell of a lot faster just to shoot four rockets. Yeah. And and you put stuff at risk, you know, like uh, you may have things on you that are very expensive and you don't want to die with them. You know, I mean, you maybe definitely I, do. Yeah. I, I could get a kill on you, run down, hop on that backpack and suddenly like now I have what you used to have. I could either use it against you defensively or just own it. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't see very many online raids um, mm. just in regular Rust. Uh, these will all be online raids pretty much. Yeah. Because everybody's just, you know, right in the middle of the tournament. But in, in regular Rust, like, it's really rare. Because I like it's like tournaments. I, I like the... And, and this is why I wish that the best player guy never heard of till a minute ago was playing. I like guys being tested to some extent. That's sort of put up or shut up. Like I, it, it's I, I think I like live streams. You know, like it, I could make Tarkov videos that make me look like I was going to say make me look like Landmark. I'm exaggerating. There's no way that I look like Landmark, but I can highlight my best of the best moments mm-hmm. and make you think I'm better than I really am. Sure. And uh, but live streaming, you are what you are. You know that that's how it is. Tournaments, you are what you are. And and um, I remember we did a like Hall of Duty commentator tournament thing. There were a bunch of them uh, back in the day, and some guys would show up and be like, "I'm going to do a pistol only." Oh fuck you, fuck you. You know what you're doing. You're giving yourself an excuse not to win. You put yourself out there as a top player, and then you show up and say, "I'm only using these pistols." And when you don't win, you're like, well, of course I didn't win. I only used pistols. No, you yeah. you dodged the competition is what you did. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I I want all of the I want all of the notoriety, but none of the responsibility or the risk right. that, that comes along with competing. Yeah, it's uh, it's silly. Yeah. And, um, you know, but like uh, in Tarkov, when they do these things, uh, Pastilli's actually won every one so far, which is kind of impressive. Yeah, I saw there's I guess there's like a point structure, huh? No, this I don't know about. I only know about the individual events. Oh, I well, I thought that they were like, like, like he, you said something about him going into like a factory and like accruing points. Oh yes, that's an older one. They, I think they put out a challenge mm. to get a hundred thousand points in a factory run, which okay. XP it is, and uh, um, they, he got a hundred thousand XP in a factory run, which is just outrageous. Yeah, I saw that um, just in my brief viewing. This video is like two hours long of the previous tournament. There's okay. just some highlights. And uh, I noticed that there was a, a point structure there. Um, there. There's an attack heli in the game, like an AI-controlled attack helicopter that drops four crates of really good loot. And uh, it's it, you know you, you shoot it down, which is hard. Not hard to do, but I mean, if you're new, it would be hard. Would you call it a monument, um, the attack heli? No, it's because like it's... It's ship, okay. Yeah, it's not... It's... the. Yeah, it's just different. You know, yeah. it's it's flying around. It's it it'll shoot at anyone who's armed uh, on the map and really fuck them up. And uh, the, but the way you take it generally is from your base. Uh, and when it crashes, it, it has these crates of high end loot that are on fire, and they're on fire for let's say five minutes, which makes them unlootable. So you've got to defend them for five minutes. So it's like almost like a, it becomes out, out of nowhere like a Call of Duty um, objective game mode where everybody wants the good shit and you've got to defend the good shit. And uh, but but that. some of the stuff in there is so fucking good. Like the M two four nine is probably the best gun in the game. It, it's um you know light machine gun, hundred rounds. You can put a four power scope on it, and these guys who are really good can control that recoil to the point where it just melts people at very long range. So that's neat. That's really cool. I might even watch it. It's, you know, if they and, and they'll probably learn from the event and make them more viewer friendly over time and. Uh, yeah, this is the second one. They raised about fifteen grand last time for uh, Corona, I think, and uh, I think they're going for twenty five thousand this time or oh, something cool. like that. Pastilli hit his million. Did you, I guess you probably caught that? I didn't catch it, but I assumed it'd be about this time. You know, he was getting so close. So it became kind of obvious that uh, you know he could hit it almost any time he pulled the trigger. All he had to say is tomorrow's special day. And mm-hmm. tomorrow he would get like an extra big day and hit it. All right, so he dressed up as therapist. 
So for people that don't know, there are a bunch of traders you buy things from, and therapist is one of them. It's a girl. And uh, he dressed up as therapist, did a sort of special day. He had a bunch of people rolling he in. He looked like her. He did a pretty good job of looking like her. Did you see that they replaced her in game with him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, therapist is this matronly looking, like wide jawed Russian lady with a lab coat and like a bob haircut. And so somehow he nails it. He na- <laughs> it's, it's like something's not right about therapist anymore. Oh, it's Pastilli. Okay. <laughs> For a second, I just thought the RTX was turned on or something. <laughs> it was so close. He did a good job. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to show people. Yeah, that's really funny. A million dollars that he's raised that charity. They must fucking love him. Right? Uh, he must get to, you know, it, I guess they don't really have any perks at a children's cancer charity. I can't think of one. Heated blankets? I don't know. But Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like, I would raise money for like carnival cruise <laughs> or something like that <laughs> the sick children of the carnival cruise corporation need our money <laughs> yeah i don't don't know who these kids are but they're rolling in lambos at this point yeah no he the did polio it. victims of tahiti need all the help they can get from kyle dude i i love that whole story and um i i think about it a lot i put a lot of thought into pastilli's like what he's got going on and um, just to be clear before I head down the other way, Pastilli doing this from a place of good, right? Don't let that ever be questioned. Don't let it come off like I'm questioning it. He's taken all of his donations and sent them straight to charity, not through himself or anything. All his donations, all of them. He just lives off his sub money and his YouTube revenue and stuff like that. But every donation to his live stream goes to charity and he never touches it in the middle. It's all clean. It's good. Cool. I think that by not keeping every penny, he's even more successful than he would have been had he kept every penny. It's hard to make that argument, right? How's giving away money good for him personally, you know? But I think that his position in the community is elevated. Uh, his, like, the respect that he gets from the viewers, this, like, a guy who does so much good for the world is always going to be on the good side. Um, like, I think that while on the surface, giving away all your money to a charity or all your donations to a charity would be a subtraction from you, it may have turned out to be an addition. Yeah, and- I think it's a net positive. I think it's a net positive. I think if he hadn't done it, um, you know, he wouldn't be as respected. Like you said, all the things you said. And, um, you know, next year, maybe he doesn't give all of his donations away. Or when does he stop? Does he complete the whole year and go to like, what would it be? 1.2 million? Or does he say, all right, a million down? (laughs) It goes in the pocket. I I don't know. So as a viewer, look, when you're a viewer, it's very easy to spend someone else's money, which is what I'm doing. And I I don't like it when people do it for me. When people say like, what you should buy this thing from this guy or pay that guy or whatever. And it's like, bro, like, of course you want that. Well, you know, I don't like, but, uh, I'm in my head. I'm like, ooh, 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 what's the next charity? You know, are we going to keep giving to Starlight for a year, or are we going to pick another worthy cause? Maybe over this time that he's been raising money for Starlight, he's been he's had a thought like, oh, you know what would have been nice if I had chosen, I don't know, breast cancer. Or they got some kids over here that's much sicker. <laughs> right, these uh, kids are melting. 
right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I may, I, but you find some lepers or something. Your thought some process, babies with leprosy. <laughs> your thought process. Uh, you know what I like a lot? Cleft palates. I, I like. Mm. I, I feel like that's a life changing, improving surgery that takes someone. Yeah, really being ostracized to just being fine. The, the success that you get from, like, I know there's a subtle, like, little hairline scar on their lip or something, but yeah, by a walking phoenix, they take someone with was well, a pretty serious facial deformity and turn them into a normal member of society who doesn't get discriminated against. I, I don't know, you know, and then there are, so in America, I think if you need cleft palate surgery, you probably get it, but that's not always true in like Brazil or India or whatever. Or apparently Dagestan. Did you see that, um, Mm-mm. that fighter who's associated with Khabib, who's got that awfully repaired hair lip? Oh, I don't it's think like, I've seen a big it's like, picture. It's like, it's so off. Um, he, he was, uh, he was calling out Conor McGregor randomly uh-huh. and, uh, cause he, he won two fights like in two weeks or something like that, like a two different weight classes. Very neat. And uh, he was calling out Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor just replied, "Rat face." <laughs> oh. And you look at it, and it's it's one of the worst I've ever seen. Like like his lip is like this far off. Like like it just there. It needs to be. It's it's way off. It's like a puzzle piece that that somebody tried to hammer in that that wasn't supposed to go there. Uh, just just a nice mean schoolyard bully bully reply. Uh, <laughs> It was uh, it was pretty harsh rat face just out of nowhere, um, but yeah I agree with you. But but here's my thing, and and look maybe Stilly is like yeah like what's the, let's do good around the world forever. But maybe he's like we just did that for a year. Maybe uh, maybe I focus on me for for a year. You know like like um, he just raised one million dollars and seemingly there's going to be a good bit more going to children with cancer and that he's going to he's spending a year of his life working to get that money to them maybe next year is the year of pastilli where i wouldn't hate the money he earns yeah i um you know your time in the twitch or youtube uh sunlight doesn't last forever you know even if you do nothing wrong eventually they find something to get frustrated with you about eventually uh, maybe you're the same, but they're just, they've seen your show enough times, you know, that, that that's what happens. I want Pastilli to be set up for life on the other side of this. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what the best route to make that happen is, whether it's charity number two or maybe charity number two is Pastilli. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would tell if it were, if he asked me, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, maybe you just keep the money you earn next year instead of giving it all away. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know he's looking at a boat. Did you see the boat he wants? No. <sighs> it's a quarter million dollars. Well, there you go. There's, All right, that sounds fun. There's another YouTuber that bought this boat, and uh, I know this by watching his stream. And uh, you know, he puts it on stream. He says, "Look at this guy's boat. This and that." I showed it to my wife. I said, "You know, hey, honey, this is the boat we should buy." And it's a quarter million dollars, which is higher than his like original budget, but. He's like, you know, honey, this would make a really good platform for live streaming fishing. And uh, uh, that's that's where he intends to take his stream. He wants to live stream fishing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and and he thinks a quarter million dollar boat would make the right platform to to show him fishing. How, how much? Okay. Well, look, like you said, I don't like telling anybody else. Nobody asked my opinion. And um, it's his money. But um, that seems 
like a real horrible idea <laughs> from every angle that you just described to me. The idea of watching anyone fish uh, on a live stream. I mean, fishing is one of the most boring um, like like outdoorsman type things you can do. It's even for the person who is doing it themselves, it is boring for like 75, 80% of the time. It's only exciting when you get that bite. That's why it's fun is because there's those moments of sitting there doing fucking nothing. And then suddenly, aha, we got one. I, I, no, I, I wouldn't watch that. Um, I don't know how many people would. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll just watch for his personality. But for how long? I'm cautious about my tendency, my personal tendency to predict failure on things that sometimes succeed. My favorite is FPS Russia. What are you going to do after they stop selling pumpkins? Really, Kyle, I see no future in this. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so, like, uh, take that and, and just, you know, like, don't put a lot of emphasis. Sometimes when you're on a platform like you and I are, our opinions are overvalued when really we're just regular people. And, uh, um, but I'm I'm with you. I don't think I'd watch Bill Burgo fishing. Like, but but I'm not a fishing. Now I guy. would watch Bill Burgo fishing. Would it, you? Especially, How yeah. It, all right, because because that that show, um, comedians and cars getting coffee, is wildly popular, and it's literally like okay. two guys going to get coffee, uh, and it's hilarious. It's really fun. I like it a lot. Now, if you if you if you made that like, and Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast is like the most low effort. Like, ah, so let me tell you what I watched on TV last night. Super popular. I listen to it a lot. But still, he's not Bill Burr. And I don't think that's an insult to say that he's not like one of the greatest comedians of all time, one of the, one of the top two or three that are doing it right now alive. Um, you know, uh, I would watch Bill Burr go fishing, especially if he had like guest stars, like if, especially people like, you know, somebody's being a pussy about baiting a hook or something and he's roasting them. Uh, that'd okay, be great. That sounds pretty good. Um, I, I, comedians car with coffee, that one's not my cup of tea. I feel like it lacks any kind of depth or they're distracted. It's a distracted conversation. It's not my cup of tea. Um, Bill Burr's thing also, I, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like he's just not deep enough. It's too surface when he says, let me tell you what, what I watched on TV last night. Every once in a while, he'll describe like a UFC event in a way that I find captivating. You know, Bill or Bruce Buffer goes out there. I think it was the first event he went to and he heard Bruce Buffer say, you know, are you ready? To, what does he say? It's time. Thank you. That's what he says. And uh, he's like, man, I want to be introduced on stage like that. Like, yeah, there was a enthusiasm. Bill Burr sometimes hits home runs. But by and large, when I listen to it, I don't finish his, you know, little 12-minute videos. Whatever they chose. But um, anyway, back to Bastille. I don't know if it'll succeed or not. I think that. I do. A lot of gamers who are used to Tarkov <laughs> won't switch over to fishing. But who knows? I predict failure for all kinds of things that succeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, nothing. Been, it, I got no skin in the game, so so I would just say like that seems like an awful idea. Um, it seems like like maybe renting a boat and testing the waters literally Ooh. would be a good idea, or maybe starting with you got a hell of a boat for fifty thousand dollars. I mean, a hell of a boat, like like a quarter million dollar boat is legit. That's a big ass fucking boat. It like, wasn't. It was seven and a half meters. What is that? Twenty seven feet ish. Yeah. Roughly, um, like I'm not saying that's small, but for it's small quarter My, million dollars, like I, I guess I expected something a little more magnificent. Yeah, it's it's small. Uh, like like a thirty foot boat's pretty small because a lot of that is like 
stuff you parts of the boat that you can't do anything with anyway like like the meat and potatoes of the boat or I'm sure there's a below deck and all that stuff. Like I, I don't know. I need to look at the boat. My boat was like 30, 35 feet or something like that. You should see the below deck. It was like it was a, still small. a yucky storage closet with bad lighting and a toilet. Sounds like, about right. I, I, he must be getting a brand new fucking boat, too. I, but you must be imagining like teak somewhere on this thing. No, no, no. Oh, no. Picture the side of fiberglass you're not supposed to see. Like, that's what yep. it looked like. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we. This, this sounds awful. <laughs> this I, I, sounds so awful. I, I, uh, I, I was surprised. I thought quarter million would buy you a lot more than that. It will. Like, like, like. There must be something was, wonderful about that boat that I'm not appreciating. My boat was like thirty grand out the door, um, and it was all like. It's a small sailing so, yacht. Yeah. That's true, too. Well, I mean, it had a motor. It had a diesel um, motor, too. I thought people... I said that because there might be listeners who have no idea what your boat is. Oh, like. yeah. Um, and, you know, below deck, it was um, it was like two couches facing each other. And uh, behind them, it was all wood, like like shiny wood. And I don't know. There was a bathroom with a shower. And there was a little kitchenette and everything. And like a little place to like... A little bed. So this and, boat... Like, you know what a center console fishing boat looks like, right? Sure. It's that, but a little bigger and beefier. If you picture a normal like center console Boston whaler, it's probably twenty-one feet. This thing's twenty-eight. Okay, but mostly, you know. So this is like this reminds. This is starting to sound like Tony Soprano's first boat, the Stugatz. Oh no, no, no! Oh, first boat. I might, I might not be thinking. Oh, by the time you got to like the Stugatz two or three, it was like a four million dollar (laughs) boat. And he's like, it's, it was so funny. His like his lawyer was like, I told him it's a terrible investment. Four million dollars for a boat. You're never getting out of that thing, Tony. What do you listen? Ah. All right. <laughs> I I'm uh I'm gonna show you the boat. Oh, thank you. So I it it doesn't lend itself it's a 30 minute video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I obviously will watch 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm trying to bounce around, get maybe a drone view or something. Man, this is see, this is just not ideal. Because it's like it, this is a new boat. Is 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 this why this is expensive? So if you go to sixteen fifty eight, I feel like that shows the boat pretty well. It's a center console boat with a roof on it, like open sides. That's oh man, this is this is awful. Ooh, seventeen fifteen is a particularly good view of what the boat is. Mm-hmm. It's his money. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. He earned it. every um, penny of it. I think um I <clears throat> I think he can afford to just buy a boat. So we should just look at it that way. Oh, instead the, of a live streaming platform. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it yeah. Oh gosh darn it. I wasn't sharing it. Chat, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what I didn't show you before. My bad. Yeah, I I think I think like like if he asked me, and he obviously fucking hasn't, so who fucking cares what I think? But if he asked me, I would say, eh, forget about it being a streaming platform. Do you want that boat? Oh, yeah, I want the boat. You love that boat, huh? I love it. All right, well, you should get that boat, and you should fish from it. And everything else should be secondary, you know. Don't. But but if you're like, I love that boat, and God willing, it will support me from into my retirement. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if it doesn't? Oh, well, I'll be destitute. Oh, maybe not that boat. Um, how are you with a paddle? 
<laughs> I had a different. I, I, it's, it's, I wrote him just a, a, a one and a half page paper on like how to handle the, the trip he's on. You know, just because I really like the guy and I want him to succeed. It was unsolicited. I don't know if that's bad. Uh, but my, I don't know if that's bad form in, in some way. But anyway, what I, for the finance part of it, you spend 10% of your net worth. You know, great. Did you manage to get make yourself worth eight hundred thousand this year? You live like you made eighty. Are you worth one and a half million now? Great, great, great. This year you live like you earned one hundred and fifty thousand. Look, your nose to the grindstone. You're not doing anything anyway. You're live streaming sixty hours a week. Doesn't take that much money. And this is a short ride. At the end of it, you can reevaluate and buy your boat or whatever. But just live on ten percent of your net worth, and then when you're finished this thing, you may have a life where. Five hard years of streaming supports the other 75 years of life. And it's not a bad deal. Just focus on saving money, tucking it away, and then you'll, you know, take stock when it's over. That, that would be my take on it. Live on 10% of your net worth. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just don't know about the idea of the, the streaming, um, fishing thing being a thing. You'll have that market cornered. You're damn right <laughs> um yeah i i mean i just want nothing but success for the guy but um you'd have to look uh, to me a fishing live stream is not a fishing live stream it's a podcast with revolving guests with you know and and even then you have to deal with the distraction of the fishing i <laughs> you know yeah you gotta like fishing you got to like fishing or you got to love the people who are doing the fishing uh, or a combination of the two and uh, anything else just won't work. I would, I would love to see um, uh, like a, like, like hunting shows in general. I hate they're, okay. they're awful. Like I love, even when I loved hunting, I hated hunting shows because like, I didn't give a fuck about this guy. I felt, I felt like most of them were goobers and they were like, they were excited. I didn't like the way they were doing what they were doing because I considered myself an expert in it. And I was like, this guy, this guy's supposed to be teaching me and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And like, he doesn't even know what it's like to do it for real. And However, if Joe Rogan got, is it Ted Nugent? Did I get his name That's, right? That is his name. If those two were to go on a hunting trip together, you might be interested in that content. Maybe. Maybe not Ted Nugent, but I'd love it if he took like, like Brian Callen. Um, like he did that. Like Brian okay. Callen and like... Um, I picked Nugent because he's a big hunter. I think. Yeah, he's he, he's a bit controversial though. You wouldn't want to take him. Well, um, okay, I actually picked him because I thought he'd be interesting to listen to. You know, look, he's not going to tell me what I want to hear, but he's going to be interesting to listen. Yeah, to. Yeah, he. I don't think Rogan likes him either. He's all anti weed and stuff. Oh, um, okay. They, they had a big argument about that years ago. But but like you know, a couple a couple guys from Rogan's crew, and they went like deer hunting. Uh, I I would watch a bunch of that. I would want to watch their whole trip, right? Like where they all gather in, in like Texas or LA and get on the plane. You know who'd be good? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt oh, yeah. is a he's hunter, but he's he's not an expert hunter, right? He's not gonna be a tour guide. You know, he's he's more of a vacation hunter or something, right? Bring him along. It's my impression that Joe Rogan is actually a pretty competent hunter and and uh I don't know. Let them go together and see how it goes. I'd be I'd be down. Yeah, Rogan's a very good uh, bow shot, um, it, which is a hard thing to do. Uh, archery's difficult, and uh, killing something with a bow, that's a, there, there's very few people who have done that. 
Okay. Percentage wise, like of all the hunters, like like it's easy as hell to shoot a deer with a rifle. Yeah, I'd like to see him bring someone who's who does it, but isn't an expert. You, know, I don't want to see him out there with Gilbert Gottfried. You know, like fuck that. No, it's like, not no, the I show. To, yeah, I agree. So, uh, anyway, that'd be cool. Uh, oh, news with me. I hurt my back. I oh. hurt my back. This is the worst my back has ever been in my entire life. It's How? so horrible. I was doing almost nothing. So in my house, when um, when the boxes build up, and I let a we had too many boxes, right? I recycle what I can and I burn the rest. That's what we do. And the nature of this task is that you bend over and pick things off the ground a lot, right? So picture boxes light, never more than like five or eight pounds, but a leaning tower of Pisa and the wind blows it over and probably had to bend over like 50 times. And as I'm doing it, it started to hurt, but call it a two out of 10. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I just powered through when I finished the job. Two hours after I'm done, it's like five out of 10. Like my back is hurting and I, and I'm not one who says 10 out of 10 lightly, but oh my God, like if I didn't think this was going to get better, I swear to God, I would kill myself. You can't live in this level of pain that I'm in right now. It's yeah. It's suicidal discomfort. It's whereabouts in the back. Is it like it's what my quadrant? lower back, you know, say the whole lower, like right above your butt, say four inches above the butt crack. Focus on the spine or the muscles to the side? Muscles to the side. So I actually, um, I saw a doctor today, not in person. I I, I was like, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. You could Google yourself, but that only gets you so far. And um, there's a website called Doctors on Demand. And it's it's like a real thing. There are doctors who will see you over the internet. I think I fucked up the insurance. I paid $75 when it was probably covered, but... At this point, he could have charged double, <laughs> you know, and, and I would have saw him. Um, so I, I go and I, I do a video conference with this doctor's on demand thing. And I lay out how I just bent over. And a few hours later, it hurt more and more. And he said I had old man's back. And Kyle, he must have used that term six times in our 15 minute call. Bro, words hurt. All right. Like, <laughs> and, and to me, a back pain from like without a catastrophic event, you know, if your back hurts because you got your motorcycle accident, I view that through a different lens than if you tied your shoes and hurt. Your and back. if you have old man back <laughs> yeah. and uh, I've been pretty reliable with like, you know, my weightlifting and stuff and that didn't hurt it. So I, I feel like my core and my back is like not bad right now, but I guess it is. I don't know. Cause it, it couldn't do this motion. And, uh, uh, I asked about muscle relaxants, muscle relaxers. Cause a, a friend of mine with back pain said that helped him. And he's like, no, nah, not for you. You know, he's like, you just, like, it, it's muscle. And he went through a whole bunch of things that it's not and why he thought it wasn't. And, uh, lumbrosis, something close mm. to that. Uh, it basically is just a muscle thing on either side of my spine and it'll get better in some time. I can't rest it too much, even though that feels great. I can lay in bed in a certain position and have it not hurt. What so about massage? Maybe, right? Maybe. I, I haven't done that, but I'd like it. Um, uh, but, it, but more ibuprofen than you'd think. 800 milligrams, three times a day. That is the yeah. biggest uh, prescription I've ever had. And um, a bunch of light movement, and it should start to get better. So yeah. The light movement, like I don't want to demonstrate me walking because it's like, like the penguin or something. It would be. It very looks big. like someone with old man back. 
Kyle, it looks bad. I think I like, I don't know. I put my chest and belly out in a way that is just this not flattering posture. You're just trying to take your, cause you're not using those muscles. You're, you're just like, you're, you're, you're just like legs. <laughs> yes. Without any wiggle up top. And it's just like, it's old man walk. <laughs> it's so terrible. And there's like, oh, so the power went out last night because of a hurricane and, um, or a tropical storm. It doesn't matter. So at some time, like it, it wasn't coming back around 5 a.m. this morning. I got it. Our power company is really good about texting. And it basically said, we have no ETA on fixing this. There's no crew yeah. assigned. Uh, we're prioritizing these based on how many people are out. You know, if they can get help 100,000 people with one fix, that one's a bigger priority than ours. Cool. <laughs> so that means, Kyle, my generator is this is like bigger than a mini fridge. And it has wheels. And, like, and I... <laughs> It was like 4 or 5 a.m. I'm out there like crawling around. The battery on, it has a battery star. It's 7,000 kilowatts if that means anything to anyone. It does. And uh, I had to pull start it. (laughs) That's the hardest thing. I'm trying to pull start it without using my back, just like arm extensions. And uh, fortunately, even though I didn't pull it that well, it did start easily. And just hauling... um, uh, electrical wires, like a 50 foot outdoor electrical wire throws me off balance in such a way that's crazy painful. That's why I haven't been streaming. If anyone's missed those, I am suffering hardcore right now. It, I would, you need another doctor, man. There's no reason for you not to be on some narcotics. Oh, I don't want that. I don't, I why? hear you. Um, oh, by the way, you, you are honest. I was, I told the guy, I was like, that whole back pain opiate route, that's what narcotics means, right? Or does that mean opiate? Yeah, but, you know, like a light one, like Tylenol 3, which is, and they gave me that at the dentist, and like, man, they were effective. Uh, I'm one of those guys that doesn't like to take one step on that path. Like, I, I mean, where would you get them? Like, you couldn't, you don't even know where to score weed. It's not like you're going to be like on the mean <laughs> streets of Raleigh, like, hey, you got any narcos? I got old man back. <laughs> They're like, yo, here he comes. It's old man Woody. <laughs> you're, just like, you're doing that funny penguin walk. <laughs> he needs, he needs his medicine. <laughs> uh, I, you know, we'll see how, I think the doctor thinks I'm going to be. Better than not a hundred percent better, but better than now in like two or three days. Like it's going to be, it's it's going to turn the corner. Uh, if a week from now, I don't know. I, I'm I'm really cautious about the whole opiate thing. I hear you. I hear you. But you're just such a responsible guy, and like <laughs> like I've been on them, and like like for for you know a week or two, and I've never thought. Wish I could get some more. Like that never popped into my head. It did to you me. Know? Like it did to me. Well, I was on them for three weeks. And I was on them almost nonstop for three weeks. It was a long time ago. I was younger than you. I was like 21 when I got my uh, wisdom teeth out. And uh, at the end of it, I was like, I just really wanted to be on that altered reality. I was like, I, if I could have scored more, I would have scored more. Okay. I've, uh, I, think, I think my experience was always like I had, I had codeine, uh, cough syrup, which was heavenly. And uh, you could just drink as much as you want until you got high. And I had um, Tylenol three. I don't know what's in Tylenol three, but I what's in Tylenol? I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. What is in Tylenol three? It's a acetaminophen mixed with thirty milligrams of codeine. All right, there you go again. Good stuff. So codeine is a opiate. I think it is. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm a. I'm yeah. I just that's it's not a path I walk down very willingly. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Yeah, I've been hopping yeah. in the pool, stretching, and my pool has been the greatest like therapy device that I I didn't expect that out of it when I broke my leg. You know, you can choose how much you weigh in a pool, right? You go neck deep, you weigh nothing. You go waist deep, you weigh, I'll make it up, 100 pounds. And uh, it was really nice to be able to, like, walk well. It, what happens if you break a leg and you lose all that muscle and flexibility, if you just, it's hard to get that back and walk normally and have a normal gait. But when you have your good leg to model off of and you can weigh 50 pounds and start walking on it, even though it's still healing, it, it was a really great thing. So, uh, and it's been good for my back too. I can get in there and, you know, touch my toes pretty much and just weigh nothing. It's cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it sucks. I hope your back gets better. I, I think it will. I've had this half as bad once before, like three years ago, which the doctor also took as, you know, a positive sign. So I hurt mine once and, uh, it was such that deep breaths would trigger the most excruciating pain ever in my like upper back, not like mid, it's like mid back as far as the height and on the left side. And mm. uh, I just remember one day, like I was chilling on the, this is when I was like 22, but I was just like sitting on the couch, laying on the couch, watching TV. And I went to get up in kind of an awkward way. And I felt the muscle back there contract, like spontaneously go like squeeze into like a fucking ball. It felt like, and it was just the most sharp, excruciating pain. And I was just like, ah, ah. <laughs> And like, if I didn't move at all, there was no pain, but any movement like to get up was just excruciating. So I had to like roll onto the floor and like crawl my way up to a standing position and deep breaths, like anything more than three quarters of like full would trigger, would trigger it. And for, it was like that for like five days where I was essentially just bedridden. You awful. Should, for me to get out of bed, like a normal way I get out of bed because I pretty much do this move. I'm sure everybody does where you slide your feet over the side and do a sit up at the same time. And you stand that move. Isn't happening. I have figured out I can roll like a rolling pin with my arms down without pain. So I kind of roll to my belly, slide my legs off. And at this point I'm ready to be butt fucked. And that is the, the, from there I can kind of do a push up off the bed mm -hmm. and, <laughs> like that that's how i get out of bed right now good it, god man it's fucked <laughs> getting old is not for sissies chat <laughs> oh man i would want like i would want a massage maybe that isn't even the best thing but like it i would want one i'm tempted. so jackie can't massage. Look, look no one's perfect jackie has she's 47 like me with the hands of like a 70 year old to ask her for that is a selfish ass yeah, you need you need you need a man you need a man you need man hands back there <laughs> although like I, the the, the women wanna... that I've gotten, go ahead. The women I've gotten massages with had like shockingly strong hands. Like like we were in a strip club one time, and there was a lady there who kept all of her clothes on. She gave massages mm -hmm. while you sat and watched the other girl get naked. She would rub your shoulders, and uh, it was like. 0% chance I remain flaccid in this thing. <laughs> well, there's, there, you know, and she was attractive. And uh, I want to say she was Russian or something like that. But I just remember like she was like on scale from 110. How strong? And I'm, I'm like looking at this lady and I'm like, 10 from 10? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> You're 10. And she goes, 
Oh! And I just go, four! 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 <laughs> Here's the laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, dude, I, I've, I think I've only had massages from women. It's my preference. And, uh, Me too, yeah. yeah. And I've never yeah. met one that was too weak. Like, they're just they're pretty much finger weightlifting every day. Yeah, yeah. It's like that uh, episode of Seinfeld where Jerry and George go to get massages and uh, they call Jerry first. This this pretty lady comes out. She's like, Mr. Seinfeld. He's like, right here. And she's like, come on back. And he goes with her. And then this big buff dude comes out who's good looking, like a blonde, like long, long blonde hair. He's like, are you George? And he's just like, yeah. You with me, bucko. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right, take your pants off. He's like, I think I'll just leave them on. Like, all right, whatever you want to do. And he like gets down, face down, and the guy grabs George's pants and goes, Hur! like, just pulls them really hard so they like come down like three inches lower. And George is like, <laughs> <laughs> and after the massage, he just looks violated. And 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 Jerry's like, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like. I think it moved. <laughs> like his penis had moved while the guy was massaging him and he felt like maybe he was gay. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd prefer a woman, uh, I think, as long as she's uh, strong enough to get the job done, for sure. Yeah. I, I've talked about this on the show before and people will judge me for this, but it's like, I prefer it if I get a massage from a woman and Jackie gets a massage from a woman too. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's typically how all of my couples' massages have gone. Um, you know, we're in the same room, and it's like, hey, we'll just get two girls, right? She's like, yeah, anything else would be weird. And I'm like, yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I want it from a girl because I'm not gay, and I want Jackie to get it from a girl because she's not gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. That, that's the thought process. What if the guy was incredibly gay, though? Oh, that actually might help. Well, no, she's Like, still what not. if he nanced into the room? Like, like, like he sort of, like... Like cartwheeled into the room. Hello, Mister uh, Magic Fingers here. You know why that helps? Because I know Jackie doesn't like that. You know. Oh, well, that's even funnier. Yeah. Well, it, I guess what I would. There are people in our universe where Jackie's like, that guy's just a little beta. Like that's a turn off for her, and that's what I want. I want her turned off. So that that's the the reasoning behind why that would help. Mm. So you want a woman. But not so attractive that Jackie might be tempted. So you, you, so well, well, actually, I don't very, know. Maybe. I like you being very specific. I imagine you being very specific about this, about the woman who gets to massage Jackie. Like, someone who's sort of middle-aged, matronly, um, maybe a cleft palate. Got any of those back there? Some Eastern European gals. You know Unfixed. what I mean? Um, yeah. Play Tarkov. Think therapist. Uh, yeah. So that's, I got that cooking. My back is wrecked right now. And it's uh, it's debilitating. We'll get better. Yeah. Though. Oh, yeah. And the, it's um, human backs are weird. We haven't quite evolved uh, to to for that thing to work properly. You know, we've only been wa- walking upright for whatever three hundred thousand years or something. So, like, I, I've read tens a bunch of, of times that, for Taylor. <laughs> t- Taylor's people started walking upright around the time they invented the automotive automobile or something like that. <laughs> you can tell like, by the body hair. It's a clue. <laughs> he, his great grandfather moved like this through the underbrush. Right. So, um, <laughs> he's not here to defend himself, but I think he'd like that. Perfect. Too. Yeah. Um, oh, the um, doctors on demand. I, this is not a sponsored message, anybody, but I have a positive experience with that. The doctors seem really competent. Um, from the like, you know, I, the the sign up took like 
I don't know, three, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And probably from the time I entered the website to saw a doctor was less than 15. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. I use, um, uh, when I first moved out here, I didn't have a doctor. Obviously, I've been going to the same doctor my whole life uh, back Hart County. Um, so I used a, an app called ZocDoc, like Z-O-C-D-O-C. Mm-hmm. And I think that they had the option for like an uh, like a video conference thing, but I really wanted to like go to an office so I could sit down with the guy and like I wanted his full attention. I didn't want him getting like a blowjob while he like video chats with me or whatever the fuck. Um, but so I used that and that was really effective. Like you, you tell them like dermatology or like whatever you're into, you, you're into whatever <laughs> you need. And it gives you like this list of local doctors. So like I personally like to deal with a male doctor. Like what if I've got something on my dick that I, I want looked at too? I don't want the pretty, I don't want this pretty lady to look at it. Like, like, well, maybe I do, but after the male doctor fixes it. Yeah, it's funny. No, I, I think I'd rather have a female doctor look at my dick. Really? Yeah. How would Jackie, what would Jackie want? Who would Jackie want looking at your dick? Who would Jackie want looking at my dick? I don't know that she'd have a strong preference. I don't think that that's an area that would spark jealousy from her. Do you have a strong preference about what her lady doctor, the yes, sex of her lady Yes, she should be a doctor. woman. <laughs> right? I, I thought so, right? First of all, there's just something odd about a male OBGYN. Like, like, Dude, so not anymore. Why? Like now, um, she's had, um, uh, I want to say both of her deliveries involved a male doctor. And even sure. though they were C-sections, like... Oh yeah, you want the male doctor when open. life is when, <laughs> when when lives are up in the air. But if we're talking about a daily lady part checkup, like I, so, so where I was headed on that, and, and you know, I think you see the boobs and everything. Like you know, she's they're basically working with naked women when they deliver the babies, even if it's a C-section. And in there, I wasn't at all jealous. Like you know, we had a mission here. This is medical and etc. Um, but young Woody, like nineteen-year-old Woody, would. Would have been like legit jealous of a guy OBGYN, like possessive, like to say cheated on is an exaggeration, but like the spark of like the hint of that idea, like, sure, uh, not so much anymore, but but that's how I felt when I was young. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely get that. Um, I, I remember, but, but like, I don't understand why a man would ever want that job. Really? Like, I feel like maybe there are teenagers who were like, yeah, we had to look at hot ladies naked all day get to like you know do the mm-hmm. things that they do meanwhile like but when i was in high school my one of my, my friend justin his mom was an OBGYN, and she would come home and tell horror stories about the disgusting vagina she had to work with that day and i just remember this phrase too much cheese on the taco wow but yeah that's and, what you're getting you're getting Yeast infections, rashes, you know, women on their worst days. They're not sending their best pussies. They're sending <laughs> their worst. The disease, the infected, <laughs> the misaligned pussies of the world. <laughs> and some, I assume, are good. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. It's so on target. Uh, and some are good, I'm sure. Healthy checkups. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyway... It, it, at this point, I don't know if there was some dick inspection to be done. I th- I would just feel more comfortable with a woman doctor. I feel so much comfortable, more comfortable with a dude. Okay. Like, Look, I feel like he would understand. Like, I don't need the lady looking at my. I, yeah, I, I would just feel so much more comfortable with a dude. A hundred percent. Because because like when I had um when I had um 
an issue down there once. I was I had a I had a lady doctor and I was like, yeah, I got this thing going on. And she was like, well, describe it. And I'm just like, she's like, well, what do you think it is? Like she wasn't gonna look. Hmm. She wouldn't look. She wouldn't look at my dick. And uh and what it I want to say trying to think what the issue was i really am i think that i had gotten a blowjob from somebody with a cold sore Mm -hmm. and had transferred to my to my penis region Mm -hmm. and uh, it never came back again i thought that i would have genital herpes for life essentially because that's what that it the mouth herpes and the genital herpes are two completely different strains but they are like they can travel from one to the other but it's never cropped up again and meanwhile i've always heard that like genital herpes is for life and it'll just pop up you know three or four times a year Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about herpes, but I, uh, uh, I, I once had a guy doctor and I actually got really upset about, I didn't make a fuss or anything, but I think I forget why I was going to the uh, urologist. It might've been to just inquire about, uh, what do they call it when they make a guy infertile? The snip? the oh a vasectomy that is yeah 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 so i think i was just like exploring the idea of a vasectomy and um while he was checking me out this nurse just like bust through the door and like i was just full-on pants down like getting and i felt like it was really unprofessional uh, and i didn't like it and the doctor didn't like it and she was like who the fuck doesn't knock in a urologist's urologist. office yeah Re- like even a regular doctor's office, that's true. But the fucking urologist, where you're just barging through rooms, not knocking. Yeah, I agree. I never yeah. came back. Yeah, that's uh, that's my only concern. If I'm like getting my junk checked out by a guy, I'm like, I don't want your pretty nurse to come in here. I was hoping I could fuck her maybe later <laughs> on. I, I was going to talk to her on the way out, and uh, and 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 she's definitely not going to fuck me. At least not till this clears up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that. I still like I I I'm just thinking about it right now. Like, did I overreact? No, bro. No. It's a neuro, a urologist's office. Like, it, yeah, they should be knocking. They should like, be knocking it, at the orthodontist. They should knock everywhere. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If it was the other way around and it was a, a a male nurse coming in and the lady was topless, it'd be a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, docs on demand. Two thumbs up. The guy seemed to pretty thoroughly. Uh, take my case history and and you know i i guess he just gave it gave advice no uh, prescription or anything so he can prescribe things i went in there thinking i might get a muscle relaxer because i have a friend with back pain who thought and that helped him but the doctor was like you know you haven't described anything in the family of spasms like that's not happening it's not locking Mm -hmm. up he's like i don't think a muscle relaxer is what you need he's like you are under treating it with ibuprofen i was taking 600 twice a day now it's 800 three times a day so double and yeah. uh, <clears throat> he's like, you're going too low on the ibuprofen. You were right about the light activity. Do some walking, etc. cetera. And um, you're not allowed to just lay around all day. And, and the muscle relaxer, that's not going to help someone with your symptoms. And then, of course, he went over this long list of things that it wasn't, you know, how he was able to rule them out. And he just seemed competent, fast. I didn't have to leave my house. You know, the ordeal of driving to a doctor's office right now would be hard on me. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that exists. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and that's all I got. So, 
call it a show? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You should probably, uh, I don't know, walk or rest or whatever you need to do. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, and uh, I know people are going to have this question. Uh, we expect Taylor to be here on Thursday for PKA. So if you, yeah, if, couple got, got some good guests too. Yeah, very interesting show. So uh, so everything is fine. All right, PKN three eleven.